All right. Happy Valentine's Day to you all. Um, it is Valentine's Day. It's also the Lord's Day. So, you know, we we should be thanking God most exceptionally uh, today because he is the one true love of our lives, whether you know it or not. And uh, today, we talked about the Beatitudes last week, on the past two weeks. Now, got got a question for it. Well, it's posed as a question. The question is, who gets in? Who gets into the kingdom, or who gets into heaven? It's a good question, right? Um, we're gonna answer it. You know, we're gonna see what what the Bible says about it. What God requires of us. All right. Um, I pose things in questions because I think it is. I think it, I might, I'm pretty sure I said it before. I think it is so important that we as believers know what we believe know how to describe what we believe and know how to answer what we believe. I do not I I do not understand any believer who wants to just sing and shout and run through a brick wall and not know nothing about the God that they serve. I I just don't get that. I don't I think you're doing a disjustice to the God who has spoken who's left us this spoken and written word and any any other um church organizations that is not teaching it, I, I pray that they would turn around and repent and do what they're supposed to do and teach people the word. That's why I, I take every opportunity to teach, not just preach. Everybody, you know, preaching isn't what, you know, the preacher don't save you. It's the, it's the, it's the word of God that saves. It's when you begin to tr- trust and your heart begins to change and that hard shell that you've been walking around with for so long begins to crack. And God's love begins to seep in. It begins to love on you and show you and tell you that I have a plan for you. And I'm looking to bless you more than what you you may have even thought or had before. And I want people to understand that. So I want to go to heaven. I ain't trying to go to that other place. So we're going to talk about heaven, all right? Matthew 18 and 3. And said, verily, verily I said unto you. Except you be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, why did God just tell a whole bunch of grown people to become kids? Is he telling them you got to go, you got to shrink back down and, you know, become like my niece and nephews. They like two, three-ish, six-ish, and mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. You know, that type of um, scenario. No, he ain't talking about that. What he's actually talking about is your dependency. Uh, when when children come into this world, they are fully dependent on their parents. And I don't care how, how adult they is, you still need your parents. That's the type of, that is what Christ means when he says, you must be like these little children. You need, one, you need to be, you know, walking in humility. A child is bold. When he needs something, he come let you know, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. He ain't going to tell you when he's sleeping because he's honoring, but he's going to tell you the other stuff. And the full dependency of a, of, a, of a child to his parent is the same thing, dependency we usually have between God and us, and his, us, his children. We must divorce our independency and become dependent on Christ, dependent on the Father, dependent on the Holy Ghost. Now, is he saying that we should just stop working and stop eating and sh- and just be spoon fed all our life? No. That would be considered a baby in Christ. He's not calling you to do that. He's calling us to be 
to divorce the the crutches of the world and believe and begin to take the crutch of Christ, if that makes any sense. I like touchy subjects. They challenge me to go deeper than the surface. All Christians want to go to heaven, but wanting to go and actually going are two very different things. We all know salvation is a free gift. Read you can go and read Ephesians two and eight for that. So that eliminates the strong versus the weak mentality, the poor versus the rich. See, evolutionists will tell you only the strong survive. The Bible says negative. When we are when you are weak, I am made strong. Right? So we're not made, we're not doing this on our own strength. We're doing it on the strength of the Lord. The reason why the reason why God has set it up that way is um, pride, glory, boastfulness. God said He would share His glory with no one. If I'm strong and I'm in the God and, and and God of the Bible is trying to use His strength, He can't get the glory out of that. So, in in the hood terms, homie don't play that. Just and it's just a nice way of saying he said God not sharing it with nobody. He will not share his glory with anyone. He will not give you an opportunity for your flesh to boast about how strong and how much you did. Because that's exactly what we would do. I got me out of this situation. I pulled myself up up my bootstraps and I, I got out of this. No. No, 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 no. That's not how you get into heaven. If you get into heaven by that, you're going to hell. That's not, that's not a mean thing to say that's that's exactly what it is because it's a free gift and if you begin to take the free gift and try to turn it into a works gift then it's not a gift anymore they mean you had to do it there was a wage that you that was some, you put in some type of uh labor to obtain this type of gift and that's not what that is no longer a gift it's like a check but god said it's not a check it's a free gift the way you get in had nothing to do with what you can do because if we could do something to receive it, we would most certainly pervert it. See, that's the part that people don't like to hear. Because when you begin to tell somebody about their sinfulness, they get an attitude. So what you saying? You saying, um, you know, I ain't saying you a, you a murderer. But that don't mean you don't have a lustful heart. I ain't saying you got a lustful heart. But that don't mean you're not a liar. I ain't even saying that you're a liar. But that don't mean you're not a cheater. You see, it's the condition of the human heart. That messes us up. So, even if we try to give a good gift, and I've said this before, and not to pick on women, but women are pretty—they're probably better at this than men are, where she can give a compliment and denounce the compliment at the same time. Oh, girl, your hair real nice. You wear them shoes with that dress. You know, she she may be doing it subconsciously, but <laughs> you you just you 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 set the positive and then set the negative. You cancel them out. You perverted, you perverted the, the goodness with, with evil right away. And our hearts do the same thing. Especially when it comes down to giving gifts or just, be, you know, being nice. I try my, that's why I tell people all the time. I said, don't tell me nothing negative about nobody. Because when I meet them, I want to have a clear conscience. I don't want to cancel out the, the good that I'm about to speak out of my mouth with an evil thought. It happens more than you think. You meet somebody for the first time. Hey, how God bless you, brother. But 10 minutes before that, watch out for that sister because she do such and such, such and such. Why did you come tell me that? And then you meet that person. They just as nice and, and gracious. And they, even, they, even, even, they might even smell the way they smell before, before you even said that. But all of a sudden, you like, now that you mentioned it, they do smell a little bit like alcohol. I wouldn't have even known that. 
had you hadn't opened up your mouth and said something like that. See, that's the perversion of our hearts. That's the sin nature coming out. That's why we need a redemption. When God looked down on his people, on his people back in days of Noah, he looked down and he said, their hearts are, are evil continuously. Continuously? I mean, there was no rest, no break. Every thought, so after, after, after the next one was evil. Now, mind you, some of that still translated to us today. And then God wiped the earth. He, he flooded the earth at the time, trying to cleanse it. Some of that evil still crept in him. And some of it is prevalent today. They had that Capitol Hill riot where they rushed in the White House and did all that crazy stuff. And people trying to justify it. No, you can't justify that. They, you, know, you, you know that was wrong. Because their way of thinking has been perverted. So in their minds, it was good. But in God's eyes, he's like, that was awful. That was just dumb. Don't you know you're going to get in trouble? Because, because if you don't know, a lot of people are getting in trouble. Well, some one of them was an actor. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he was an actor. And a, uh, an Olympic. Somebody who went to the Olympics. Yeah. Career's over. <laughs> For what? For one bad evil thought that transpired all the way up into the capital. Stupid. You should have asked somebody before you did that. You should have got some wise counsel, as the Bible says. You might you might would have dodged that bullet. Mm -hmm. But now you're in a situation where you now you really do need God. Lord, please help me get out of this one. If they even call on God. But that's our nature. To sin to defile what God has blessed. I thank God it's not on me to work into heaven. When I hear that or read it, and anxiety or easiness has to leave. See, that's what I love about, you know, the word. When he says it's a free gift, I don't have to do nothing for it. I don't have to go try to get do like Samson did and go get, what he said, a hundred, uh, 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 what is it, some type of, you know, some clothing from a hundred different Philistines. I ain't had to do that. I ain't had to kill a whole bunch of rabbits. I didn't have to go hunting. I didn't have to go, you know, search for gold. I just had to believe and accept. Believe and accept. Divorce my dependency on the world and accept my dependency on Christ. That's what I had to do. But, you know, he's saying that out your mouth. It sounds too easy. But it's the truth. Luke 18 and 24 through 25. And when Jesus saw that he was sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, the backstory about this is the, the rich young ruler who had money, but he said, I've done all these things, Lord. Um, I've kept all, of, all the Ten Commandments. He said, Okay. Well, go sell all your stuff and then come follow me. Mm -hmm. And he walks away with his head down. Why did he do that? Because he's in love with mammon or money is his God. And he ain't giving up his money. I know that's people say like, you know, no, man, you know, there's this thing, black round months, black folks are trying to generate generational wealth and. Blob and I, I believe me, I get it, I I do get it, but 
Nowhere in the Bible do you see anything that's talking about generational wealth. You're not going to find it. You're not going to see, see it phrased that way. You're not going to see it, you know, instituted that way. Now, the Bible clearly states that men will, God will give, give you favor amongst men. And it is men that give you money. But he, his goal is not for you to be rich. His goal is not for you to have abundance of property and abundance of businesses and abundance of money in your bank account. So you got so many zeros you can't count. That's, that's not what his, 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 his goal is. His goal is to make you feel like his son. To redeem you with the blood of the lamb so that you can go to heaven and be with him for all eternity and love and be with him. Christ is the goal. It's not money. And I wish these preachers would preach that. Stop telling these people about this generational wealth. You, if you don't have Christ, you have you empty inside. You're dead. Yeah. You have nothing. Ephesians 2 tells you you're dead. Dead men have nothing. You can't take your money, no money with you. You ain't never gonna see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Or, or, or uh, those armored trucks with the with the money in them. You ain't never gonna see it. Because you're dead. And before you come to Christ, you're dead. But when you come to Christ, materials don't matter. Take, 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 it, take it like this. God created all the raw materials. You need raw materials to make everything. From your chairs to your TVs to the money to coins. All that was made from some type of raw material. Who made the raw material? God. God made the raw materials. So instead of chasing the resource... Why don't I just go out to the source who made everything? If he made everything, he has everything. He owns everything. There's no reason for me to be worried about the resources. But see, the rich young ruler didn't understand that. All he saw was my money. I can't let go of my money. My houses, my cars, my bling, my chains, and all that. My wife bought me a beautiful chain and a, a bracelet. I didn't even see it coming. It doesn't make me. It compliments me, but it doesn't make me. I thank her for it. Because she knew I wouldn't have bought it for myself. That's probably why she bought it. So, but, this and this ain't even a token of our love. This is something she wanted to do nice for me. But it's not, it doesn't make us. It's just nice stuff. It's really nice stuff. But see, we're not in love with this stuff. We like this stuff, but we're not in love with it. But there are so many people who are in the faith, who, and, and, and they're, they're quote-unquote false prophets, and I'm saying it now. They're false prophets who tell you, money cometh to me now. God wants you to have money. Reading your social security number, reading your credit card number, reading your bank account number, reading your salary number. If you fall off a cliff tomorrow and paralyze for the rest of your life, what do you really care about money? That's how insignificant it is. In a moment, that can be taken away from you. That don't matter. The things that matter are the things that are eternal. Your souls. What about your soul? Where is that going to be at? Why does anybody want to talk about your soul, about the eternal, eternal dwelling place? Want to know why? They love with money. They don't want mommies and daddies to do, to, um, to, to do the creation role. Well, the father provides for the home, and the mom takes care of the um, takes care of the home as far as 
rearing the children while the father is away till he gets home and instituting, you know, the 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 the, the laws or the rules or you know, the the word of God at home until father comes home and then they do it together. They don't want to, they want they, they teach in dual income. Well, you, you got to get out there and work, sis, cuz well, you know, you know, you can't just be a stay-at-home mom. That's just that's not fulfilling. Really? The Bible don't say that. The Bible does not tell you that. The hardest one of the hardest jobs in the world is being a mom and a and a wife. So she got three little babies and a grown baby. Okay, I move on. <laughs> it should be a comfort to all who don't have any much materialistic things as their neighbor, but as their neighbor would. But frequently and relentlessly depends on God for their needs. There's a type of humility and depending on God you can't see or touch with your hands that takes care of your needs daily. See, we can't see God, we can't touch God physically, but we know he's always there. I have not missed a meal in 31 and three-quarter years. I haven't. My kids haven't, my wife haven't, we have been well taken care of. And we we, we, have, we ain't even had to eat like Elijah did. He had to eat by a crow. Crow had to bring him, bring him a piece of bread every day. Until that ran out, and then he had to go live with a with a with a widower with her her son and her last meal. And then God kept providing miraculously through that. So we don't have that. We we don't have that testimony. We we go to our refrigerator. We go to right above the microwave. Pull out a piece of bread. Get some some make a sandwich or some hot dogs or pizza puffs or chips. Whatever, whatever your fancy is, you know. Bottle water. You know you ain't got to go. No well and get you a water, mm-hmm. you know. We got it pretty made. Yeah, I, I, I said that out loud. You like, man, boy, it's good, but it's the truth. We don't have those. We're well taken care of. But people who don't even have that, and they still depend on trusting God. Bible says they're blessed, and they're going to inherit the kingdom. It's like I said before in the beginning. Blessed are the poor in the spirit because the kingdom of kingdom of God is theirs. It belongs to them. You going, you know, man, you just south side all you know all, till, you, till, you, till you die, ride or die. You know, you, barely a high school education, you know, for whatever. You don't have a skill set. You know, you just, this, is what, this, is, this is the end for you. But you love the Lord. You... I almost says you Gucci, but you're good. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good in, in, the, in the Lord's book. You you blessed. You blessed. Yeah, you, obviously you can't see. You don't you don't look like it now because you're living in a shack. House almost look like an outhouse, but you know you don't know. You, you don't know what you have in heaven. Bible tells you. He says you, you said the stuff that you're gonna get up there. Ooh, Charlie. Can't even imagine. But you got to press on to the end and even get that. There's also the other part. Ungratefulness. It is an ugly mindset that produces rotten character. You see, the rich don't worry about their next meal nor next month's mortgage payment. They depend on themselves to make it. Children don't do that. A child has no idea where food is coming from and how much of it they have. They just eat, fart, and sleep. Why? Why? Their full dependency is on their parents, like I was saying before. Kids ain't worried about what food at. They see it. They eating it. Very simple as that, you know. Um, 
It really don't. <laughs> that's why you got to institute discipline because they'll eat you out of house and home. But, but that's the beauty of it. When you come to God's kingdom, you're going to be able to eat and not get fat. <sighs> Somebody should have shouted right then and there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we, God will, he, he provide, he will, he, he's showing you a picture of what he's going to provide for eternity. It's a little harder down here because it's sin. We, you know, the earth is full of sin, right? But he's going to purify that. When, when, when the eternal, when we begin to be dwelling in the eternal kingdom, and you in your mansion with your croissants and your egg whites, because you don't like the yellow egg part of the egg, you know, and your turkey bacon, and your fresh squeezed orange juice, you ain't going to have no butler. Ain't none of that. So, <laughs> um, I mean, you're going to be, you're gonna be like, this is the life. Where have you been all my life? Yeah, I've been. We, we had to die first to get here, too. This is eternal life. This is God's house. He take care of all his children. I'm, I'm speculating. I don't know how that's going to be in heaven. I'm just talking, all right? <laughs> um, but that's the beauty of it. But you have to hold on to that. You, you ever tell a child something and you see them and they believe with all in their heart that they're going to get it? They even made, they even might step to the side and pray. Please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. They, they, you know what they do? They heard their parents say. That's why they keep saying that. <laughs> but they just believe that it's going to happen, especially if you told me it was going to happen. So when God opened up his mouth and says, he said, you are blessed and you're going to hear the kingdom of God. A child going to believe it. You have sold, you ain't got to try to convince them. They, nah, nope, nope. God said, you ever, you ever, could you ever try to change the kid's mind about something? Nope, nope. Mommy said this, and mommy's, nope, nope, nope. Daddy said this, and daddy said that. You can't change their mind. No matter what you say, you can't bribe them. You can try, they might take your bribe and still claim on what they said. Amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's the picture of how we're supposed to be with, as far as children. You hold on to what your parents told you. Don't matter what's going on outside. Sure, I'll take your candy. I ain't letting go what my mama told me though. Amen. You know, but that's just what, <laughs> that's what that's the picture that kids give us. <laughs> so when I so when so when the Bible says that you must be converted to these little children, guess what you have to give up? Your your dependency on you. In the flesh, that's unspeakable, preposterous, ridiculous, dumb, mean. Unfair, but in the spirit, Matthew 5 and 3, bless all the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I, I keep saying it because I'm trying to drive that home, all right? I know it sounds illogical to sell your things and give to the poor. Society tells you that. But Christ our Lord is countercultural, putting your neighbor's needs before your own. The world doesn't understand that you are fulfilling all of the law. Galatians 5 and 14, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Why does he tell you to love your neighbor as yourself? Because you ain't going to hurt yourself. Unless you a Satan worshiper. They like the only exception because they nuts. But even, even the rest of the pagans be like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. That's just dumb. I ain't going to hurt myself. I like me. Well, love me more, rather. Like, you know, that... Great theologian, Terrell Owens. I love me some me. He's not a theologian, not for real. He's just, 
just a football player. Anyway, um, but he tells us to love your neighbor as you love ourselves because what do we do with our bodies? Do we buffet our bodies or do we buffet our bodies? I like the buffet. I like that I can eat one plate, they take the plate away, and I can float to the line with my next plate and get another. That's a buffet, right? You eat till you can't stop eating? You're not supposed to do that, all right? I'm not condoning that. <laughs> um, but you have the opportunity to eat until your heart's content. Or let's say getting a massage. You want your body to feel good, right? What about your neighbor? You should have brought your money, bro, because you ain't getting massaged today. No, but but if you have the money, if let's say you got the money, pay for your massage, for your neighbor's massage. Why not? You said to love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? But people ain't going to do that. Why would they do that? Because they don't understand the law. The two commandments that Christ left. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I'm just using the massage as an, as an example. What am I saying? I'm saying, we want to inherit the kingdom of God. It is a free gift through Christ alone, through faith alone. Now, our faith produces a work. Not our work produces our faith. Because we have faith in Christ, we do works. Amen. Christ is asking us to do works of righteousness while we're here on earth that shows people who are around us what the kingdom of God looks like. Does that make any sense? Amen. You know, he, he's trying to paint the picture of don't just wait for the kingdom of heaven to up there. Bring the kingdom of heaven down here in the midst of the people that you are around on a regular basis. That's why we're called to be witnesses to everyone, everybody, every ethnic group. You know, we're supposed to with preachers are supposed to preach to everybody. You you don't get you don't get the you don't get the option to just preach to the rich people. I I hope I know preachers are doing that. You know, I don't know none personally, thank God. But I you know, just if you if you're looking at history and you're looking at TV, you can see them plain as day. If everybody in the doggone building got a Mercedes Benz Maybach, nine times out of ten, he only preaching to rich people. But if you but on the other end, other cross town, you see the preacher and there are no cars in his parking lot, but the church is filled. He's probably preaching to, to the poor. People who don't have as much probably don't know when the next meal is coming from, but they trust in the Lord that he's going to provide it. Those people have the kingdom of heaven. And heaven is right there, but they, they just sitting amongst it because somebody took it upon themselves to love Christ and depend on him. And Christ showed them how to, how to love their brothers and to love their neighbors. And they began to love one another and it became contagious. So now, even though people don't have much, they walk to church. Maybe they, you know, if they if they, if they can't walk, they ride. So maybe they ride a bike or even even a stroll, not a stroller, but a um, wheelchair. They find a way to get there just to be in a, in, a, in amongst the saints, to be amongst God's people. Because that's what heaven is going to be. It's going to be one big old family reunion forever. We're going to have a good time. I know it's going to be barbecue in heaven. Can't nobody convince me of anything other than that. <laughs> you know, so. But we, you know. We we ought to love our, you know, and, and it's a part. I I I I struggle with the fact that there are so many churches that just want to talk about money. 
and I don't, and I don't struggle with the fact it's like, do I want that money? I'm like, I don't understand how you can only preach about that one subject. It's a lot of pages in the Bible. I don't understand how you skipped it that one page, and that's all you talk about. Like you have nothing else to say. I I just I my my mind can't even fathom that aspect of it. It's just I don't understand. Does being rich disqualify you from going to heaven? Lord, no. Everybody wants some money. I don't care who you is. Don't nobody want to be broke. Oh, I don't care about the money. Stop lying. You want some money in your pocket. You want, you, you want to pay your bills on time. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not hearing that. Yes, you do. But making riches, your God will. It will disqualify you from heaven. If, God, if money is your, is your God, it's, it's, it's over for you. Does being dirt poor make you a shoe in to get into heaven? Nope. That don't make you a shoe in either. Because you can still be a wretch undone. Whether rich or poor, salvation is a free gift. God has made it his business to take those who are not suitable for vainglory and fame and innumerable riches and use them to build his kingdom. The street preacher on the streets of Chicago calling for all who pass by to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. These men have sold out to Christ to be his mouthpiece on earth. And we all have the same calling, maybe not in that capacity, but we all should be sharing the good news of Christ to every living, breathing human on the earth. First Peter 3 and 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. What is Peter saying? When people ask, why, why are you happy when you have nothing materialistic? You begin to tell them about the hope in Christ. You begin to tell them about the hope in, in salvation. You're talking about, you know, God the Father has sent God the Son and has has left the God the Holy Spirit to dwell in us for all for for the for forever as a comforter and a teacher of all truth until we, we have been reconciled back unto him in the end. That you know, to teach to teach and preach hope in Jesus is is the is that's that's the answer. Now, many people don't want to hear that answer. But it's the truth. I I can't stress it enough. You need Jesus. You don't need, you know, um, a hot toddy. You need Jesus. You don't need a gin and tonic. You need Jesus. You don't need that blunt. You need Jesus. You don't need to just try to disqualify, you know, not disqualify, but um, uh, run away from all your problems. You need Jesus to help you take care of your problems. Help you face your problems. Help you face your issues. We ought to tell people of every ethnicity about Jesus the Christ and how he paid for our sins. Those who accept him and pick up their crosses and follow him have the kingdom. It is our job as believers to share and witness the gospel wherever we should go. Because we've already, our names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I didn't get into that, but I'm saying it now. Once we accepted Christ, once we have been filled with the Holy Ghost, you can pretty much check off done. As long as you in you 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 press on to the rest to, to your to your last breath, you're pretty much good. I know some people like some churches preach eternal eternal uh salvation. You can preach that as long as you let them know that you have to continue in the faith all the days of your life. Don't be trying to put no gaps so I took off about six months to go go be wretched, doc. No, don't do that. You know, be righteous. You can be righteous because Christ said you could. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
That's those are the characteristics of somebody who's heaven bound. Divorce your dependency as a, as a, as as um on the world's materialistic things and the world's strategies and the world's regulations and all that generational wealth. Okay, stop with that stuff. And be fully dependent on the Lord. And I'm not saying you to be broke. Nope. Am I telling you to be poor? No. Find a balance. You might not be able to make a hundred thousand dollars a year because you get prideful. You might not be able to only deal with fifty. You might you might have to make two hundred thousand dollars a year because you have a family to take care of, multiple families. Maybe God has equipped you to do that, but it's not all of us. We see we have to understand that we have to get in line with what God has called us to be, and not what the world wants us to be. That's what gets us in trouble, and that's what puts us in danger of hell's fire. Following after the world system versus what God's called us to follow after, which is Him. I want everybody to go to heaven. I hope that same thing that God says in His Word that no man would perish, and that they all will re- will be will come to to uh, the kingdom of God. But I know for I know that ain't true. Everybody's not going because everybody doesn't want to go, and you can't make them. But my hope and my prayers to the saints is. Follow what God has called you to do, not what man has called you to do. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you yet again for the kingdom. I thank you, Father, that you have brought the kingdom to us, Father. I thank you, Father, that the kingdom was shown to us, Father, as we were babes in Christ. And that we were able to chase after it, Father, and and obtain it, Father, and live in it, Father. In our hearts, Father, and in, in the spirit, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that you have brought this to our attention. I thank you that you never cease to remind us, Father, that eternity is set in our hearts, that you are waiting for us, Father, while we're passing through here on earth. And, Lord, I understand people want, you know, uh, restitution, or as they say, or riches. Nothing wrong with that, Lord God, but, Lord, no riches and no restitution is worth anything if we don't have you. You are the prize. You are the gift. Lord God, remind us of that always in your word. Lord, watch out over us. Protect us, Lord God, with your word. Lord, turn up the fire in us, Father, so that we may draw closer to you, Lord, in these last and evil days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.